Hello. Welcome to day five of our devotional. We are building intentionally on the reality of God's word in this season of prayer and fasting and beyond. And we have been looking uh, for the past few days at a very key element in our walk of faith, looking at Second Chronicles chapter 7, where the word of God says, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, God said, I will hear from heaven and I will heal the land. And we have been focusing on this humility that precedes and accompanies prayer. We've looked at different elements and today, I want to bring um, this, this, this particular segment to a close by looking at another aspect of humility, which is how we respond to correction. Uh, it's how we respond to correction. So I want us to explore the word of God today. And if we look at the book of Hebrews chapter 12 from verses 5 to 11, and then we'll look at Philippians chapter 2, from verses 5 to 11. So let's go with Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews 12, 5 to 11. The word of God says, he says this, he says, And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be wary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure God treating you as sons. The word says now, it says, For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline in which in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and when we respected them. Shall we not more be subject to the father of spirits and leave? For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them, but he disciplines us for our good that we may share his holiness. That's powerful. For the moment, for the moment, all discipline seems rather uh, painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields a peaceable, uh, peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. That's so powerful. I'm going to come to that. And then let's look at Philippians chapter 2 from verses 5 to 11. Philippians chapter 2 from verses 5 to 11. It says, it says, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in, in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that so that at the name of Jesus, every knee uh, should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. This is so powerful, uh, these scriptures that we are looking at. We've been looking at this subject of humility the humility that accompanies prayer, this humility that God is looking for in us, and these things are so important. And one of the one of the ways that we show humility is by responding to correction, not leaving or not being above correction. 
uh, correction, uh, especially for our time, our generation, is quite a sensitive subject because many times people um, uh, would like to protect ourselves, um, our reputation, our feelings, um, you know, our insecurities and things like that. And because of that, because of that sensitivity, um, we don't see the pride um, in not responding properly to correction, the danger that it does, and then we don't see that we don't see the benefit of correction. And it's important to note that you know, in the kingdom of God, we just don't grow by encouragement. This is the problem with a generation that's so sensitive when it comes to correction. Um, if you want to practice the Bible way, if you want to practice God's way then you don't grow by just surrounding yourself with encouragement or people that will encourage you. And, 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 and when I use the word encourage, I, I don't even think encouragement is the word because, um, you know, even correction can be encouraging. You, you don't surround yourself with people that, um, you know, only tell you the things that you want to hear. A lot of people today are hindered in their progression in God, in life, because they have surrounded themselves uh, with people that only tell them the things that they want to hear. And one of the ways that pride comes is by surrounding yourself, your environment uh, with people or with, yeah, just say people that only tell you the things that tickle your ears, that massage your ego, that um, make you feel big. That That's one of the ways that pride comes. When you have authentic, godly relationships, they bring the balance of encouraging you both by speaking um, things that are um, affirming things that are that 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 build that you know that build you in a sense in terms of that bring encouragement to you but then they also bring the correction that edifies you and they build you so the word of god is so clear about this area and one of the reasons why people end up in pride is because they don't know how to handle correction it's one of the reasons why we can fall into the trap of pride when we don't have a good relationship with correction and there are some things that we begin to look at here in scripture the bible says you know concerning jesus and even his attitude to you know um to to being yielded you know to the father in that sense you know the bible says for example in in the book of hebrews chapter 12 that we read you know the bible talks about how um you know god when god deals with us when god chastises us when god disciplines us he goes on to say that god disciplines us because we belong to him because he disciplines us because we are his sons and then the word of god shows us that even jesus that he lent obedience this is philippians chapter 2 through the things that he suffered that haven't emptied himself of divine privileges as a son, he did not claim equality with God, but he was obedient. He was he was obedient. See, that obedience, um, Jesus had to learn that obedience on the earth. Jesus had to give himself 
to that obedience on the earth just had to be yielded to the spirit you know in that in in um, in, in obedience so this is very important that we understand the spirituality behind this there is no way we talk about walking in humility and then we are people that are anti-correction. Um, we are people that are defensive. Whenever people maybe want to correct you, they have to tiptoe around um, correcting us. They have to be, they, you know, th there's one of, one of the things that um, I think that it's, it's, it's our favorite in this generation now is, um, you know, whenever people want to correct someone, they'll go, they'll say stuff like, oh, you need to have a relationship with a person. And if you don't have a relationship, and to an extent, I can understand that certain measures of correction will be wiser, uh, that, that, that people have relationship. But you know what? When you're a Christian, you know, you just love the truth. That is what it is. You love the truth so much that you don't put your reputation and your feelings, serious believe, and your feelings above the truth. Serious believers are committed to anything that is true and sincere over their reputation and their feelings. There, there, there are times where people are correcting us, and our reputation gets in the way. Our feelings get in the way. Our insecurities can get in the way. God has not given us insecurities in Christ. It's just us still learning how to grow into Him, and those things can. Um, can can show or they show that there is still pride to a certain extent that there is still pride to a, sex, a certain extent a serious believer a serious believer is so committed to truth is so committed to truth above reputation above feelings above insecurities above how people will think about them when you're a when we are serious believers or as serious believers we should be so committed to the truth all of this you know shielding ourselves and people telling us stuff that you know that's sincere and we are we are trying to block it out by saying maybe you know the way that you approached me the way that you spoke to me i believe approach is important but i think there are just times where we just have to say we are so in love with wanting to be sincere that we will prioritize that above any other feeling because it is better to be um, to be aligned than to be to be um, than, than for our ego to be massaged and then we don't have any fruit of righteousness so that's 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 that, that's a very very important um, um aspect and it's important that we open up to correction because we have to understand that even though we are born in the image and in the likeness of god and created in the image and in the likeness of god we haven't fully arrived at the fullness of christ yet so in as much as we've not fully arrived we must leave room for growth we must leave room i don't want to say for for error even but we must leave room for growth we must leave room for maturity we must leave room for progress and there is no way that we are going to grow and mature without evaluation there is no way we are going to grow and mature into christ's fullness without correction there is no way we are going to grow and mature into christ's fullness without alignment so if we realize that we haven't arrived yet any believer who is opposed to correction essentially is saying that they believe that they have arrived at the full maturity 
of Christ, the full stature of Christ. In as much as we haven't arrived at the full stature of Christ, then we have to be open to correction. Do you see what I'm saying this 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 morning or afternoon or evening whenever you are listening to? So it's that's very very important. I put here in one of my points. I said that correction is gold. Correction is gold to those that desire excellence. Correction is gold to those that desire excellence. Even in the things that God God has called us to do, um, you know, in our careers, all of these things, we should have relationships that expose us, that stretch us. Correction, we must change our perspective of correction. Correction does not mean that God is saying that we are unworthy. God is saying that we are terrible. No, it's just saying, hey, because I love you, because I have I have given my son for you, because I've invested in you, I want you to see, I want to see you become the best that I've called you to come. So that, that I've called you to become. So correction then allows us to step up into that fullness so anyone who really really loves excellence should not protect themselves from correction there are too many people today who wouldn't even in their maybe in their career in their business and all of that stuff they don't have um, they don't have a system for feedback they don't have measures they don't have standards by which they measure they don't expose themselves to anyone that can tell them how to do it better they don't expose themselves because they're too afraid because they feel that their ego will be poked you know we're too afraid that maybe our reputation will be dragged no anyone who is secure in the love of god should not be afraid to be corrected anyone who wants excellence must be open to correction i want you to hear me and hear me today you may be um, a few corrections away from making a positive, life-changing, life-transforming decision. And the difference between where you are right now, we may, which may be good, and the excellence you want to attain is exposing yourself to the environments where you can be corrected, be it in your character, be it in your career, be it in your walk. Don't shield yourself from correction because it could be a sign of pride. Now, this is another point I want you to note. In the kingdom, there is no rank without submission. This is very important. I want you to hear me. In the kingdom, there is no rank without submission. There is no authority. There is no, uh, there is no honor without submission. Look at Hebrew, um, not Hebrews, sorry, uh, Philippians again. See what the word of God says in Philippians. He says that God exalted Jesus and gave him a name above all names. Why? Because Jesus humbled himself. He humbled himself and God exalted him. So if you say that you have any stature, any correct, any, any, uh, any, any measure in the kingdom, we first have to say it by pro you proving constantly that you can submit, submit to instruction, submit to culture, godly culture, submit to training, submit to people, and then God can elevate you. The final point I'm going to give you on this is this. Now, this is for me one of the biggest things, right? Sonship without, without correction disproves legitimacy, right? Correction proves legitimacy. 
If we don't have correction from God, then the Bible goes on to show us that we are illegitimate. So that means correction proves legitimacy. There are times where God will send people to us to show us things, how to do it better. And if we have a defense mechanism or we are defensive, it shows that we are yet to grow in kingdom humility and we are walking in pride. But God says, if my people who are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. He said, I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. I challenge us um, today again to say, do it in me, O God. Help me to be open and to be yielded to correction. We're going to go on in our devotional. I'll be sharing with you some more. I challenge you today to open up yourself to God's correction. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.